Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm so excited to share with you some incredible interviews with wonderful entrepreneurs, business owners, and amazing people in my life that are practicing gratitude, self-love, and living with kindness. I also sprinkle in a few solo episodes, and occasionally you'll see family members join in for the fun as well. Hello friends, on today's episode of the podcast, I'm doing a little bit of time travel. So this interview with my good friend Anita Pop was actually done several months ago before the COVID-19 pandemic. So in her intro, you'll hear how a few things have been updated and changed since we did the interview. However, the message that she shares about how she used gratitude to heal as she was going through her cancer treatment is extremely powerful and absolutely relevant for these times. So I'm very excited to bring this live interview to you guys today. So since the last episode, I'm sure you've had a lot to think about. I can tell you that when we have conversations about diet culture, it tends to stir things up for a lot of people, myself included. So if you didn't catch the previous episode, I highly recommend you download that one as well. If this is the first episode you're listening to of this podcast, I want to say welcome. And I really hope that you do gain some uh, tips on how to be more grateful and how to shift your outlook on life, especially during these challenging times. Did you know that I have an online store? Yes. So if you go to wakeupwithgratitude.com, that's what the podcast is named after, you can see all of my art and other creative ways that I express myself. Many years ago, I wrote a book called 30 Days of Gratitude, the gratitude program that will change your life. Now, this book is available through my store. If you'd like an author signed copy, it is also available through Kindle and other electronic downloading formats. But if you like to have a personalized copy, I would love to send it to you and just share with you this program that I created that continues to really have a positive impact on people's lives, even though it's been more than seven years since I first published the book. So if you've read the book, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. I love hearing the stories of success from my friends, family, and people that I don't know who have had luck um, and things change and shift because of 30 Days of Gratitude. When Anita Pop and her family immigrated to Canada 17 years ago, she didn't speak English. She overcame that first hurdle successfully and then was hit with a tragic loss. Her father, who still lived overseas, was diagnosed with cancer and didn't survive. Not long after, Anita was also diagnosed with cancer. She struggled with the guilt of leaving her family behind to move to Canada and decided to shift her mindset to a more grateful one as a part of her healing journey. Today, Anita is cancer-free and runs a thriving coaching business as a life coach focusing on gratitude and self-love. I also wanted to mention that the group that Anita mentions in the podcast, which was at a thousand members when we first recorded this, has grown to over 3,700 members. So it's a great place to gather on Facebook if you're looking for a positive place to hang out and somewhere to be inspired. Please help me welcome Anita Pop. Hello, everyone. It's Julie Boyer here, and I'm so excited to be doing another beautiful call and video for my self-love series. This morning's guest is Anita Pop. Welcome, Anita. Thank you for having me. Good morning, everyone. 
Good morning. I'm so glad that we are connected. So this is a great story of how social media works for good. So Anita and I were connected through a friend that I actually met on social media as well. So <laughs> this is someone, uh, so we're connected through a friend who we, he and I met through social media and then they met in person and he said, the two of you need to meet because you have this beautiful connection through gratitude. And Anita is actually a gratitude coach. And um, she immigrated to Canada 17 years ago. And she has this really amazing story of a beautiful life that she and her family have created here in Canada. And now she shares gratitude in such an amazingly beautiful way that I was so excited when I connected with her because it's so aligned with everything that I'm sharing as well. So Anita, I would love for you to share a little bit about your story with people so they can also get to know you a little bit. Thank you. That was a great introduction. I'm really amazed by it. So yes, it's true. We came here to Canada 17 years ago and at that point I didn't even speak English. So I learned English uh, from the beginning in uh, different English classes and I'm happy that uh, it's not an obstacle anymore. My story started um, about, let's say five years ago. I believe everyone has a turning point in their lives and either we create things that moves us on or life is creating something for us. For me, it was life. I didn't really ask for anything in this, um, um, that, that changed my, my mind and um, course of life so drastically, but it happened. In 2014, my dad got sick, he got cancer, and it was a big deal for me because I'm an only child, and you can imagine immigrating to Canada and leave parents behind, it's not an easy thing. I felt really guilty about it, and when he got sick, it really hit me hard. He died very quickly, unfortunately, seven months later. And um, after that, just a few months later, I was diagnosed with cancer too. I was only 42 with two kids and my husband, and I really didn't want to die. I was very, very scared, and I started to look for solutions. How can I save myself? I didn't know too much or almost anything at that time about body-mind connection. But when the doctor said that you have cancer and you didn't do anything for it, I felt that you are wrong. I did a lot. I felt guilty for so many years living here and somehow it created this cancer for me. I, obviously, I can't prove this is true, but this is how I feel about it. And I started to look for anything that can save me. I asked my friends to help me out. And um, one of my best friends, he, he sent me a link to Wayne Dyer's movie, The Shift. And this was the first time I heard about Wayne Dyer, which is weird because everybody knows him, right? And I watched the movie and I got this thought that, Somehow I contributed to this. And if I created this current situation with my thoughts, I can recreate a different situation. So I started to listen to him all the time because my own thoughts were so scary 
that I couldn't stand them. And I decided if I create my reality from my thoughts and they came from fear, what kind of reality do I have that I'm going to die in six months or something? I decided, no, it's not going to happen. So I, I started to read, listen, Wayne Dyer and anybody else who was um, close to this uh, kind of thinking like Louis Hay. Mm-hmm. And um, things started to change. I had surgery and I had um, radiation, but I was very lucky not to have chemo. And um, I went back to work after that. And I somehow felt that it doesn't interest me anymore. I was working as an office manager at that time for a big American company in Vancouver. And I loved my work up until that point I got sick. I went back after the surgery and I realized that, oh, something happened. I don't like it anymore. I don't want to uh, make billing for the rest of my life for somebody I don't even know in Dallas, Texas. And the other side of it was that I loved personal development and all this uh, theme because it was amazing for me. I, I decided that whoa, why don't people know about it? And I started to talk about it to everyone who was listening. I think I was really boring for many of the people. <laughs> I, I it because I couldn't talk about anything else. But I felt that we need to do something about it, right? Because if we have such a big power that we can create our reality with our own thoughts and we have control of our thoughts, why don't we do it? Why people don't know about it? So um, I organized for about two years and um, 2014, January 1st, I sent my designation letter to my boss through email. And I was um, kind of having a panic attack in the living room, sitting on the couch, that if I need to go back tomorrow, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to die. And I took a deep breath and sent the email. And uh, six weeks later, I was out of the job. And by that time, I already had my coaching certificate. I was studying and um, doing whatever I I could do to make this legit. And uh, started the business in 2016, May. And I feel, I still feel it's such a big deal and more people need to know about it. The other point was that if... I created this guilt in myself and uh, that made me sick so much. I would like to save other people from that because you don't need to get to the point until you are sick and almost dying when you can realize, oh, I didn't love myself. What's happening? Well, you need to love yourself before that. So this is what I'm, I'm teaching to women who are listening to me and and save them from getting sick or getting depressed by loving themselves more and have gratitude for life. I did not know all of this about your story and it is absolutely extraordinary, really. Um, You took a situation that could have sent you in one of two directions and you chose the direction where you decided that your mindset was going to be part of your healing. That is so incredibly powerful. And you're right. You need to share this message with more people because that we do create our lives through our thoughts. I mean, my favorite Wayne Dyer book is change your thoughts, change your life, where it's the the teachings of, um, uh, the Tao Te Ching and all the 80 teachings 
it's that the shift is a movie that also had a massive impact on my own life. I have mm. the video myself. I've watched it many, many times. And it's interesting that you discovered that at the time when you needed it most. And also that Wayne Dyer himself, you know, went through cancer and yes. himself right from cancer. So it's amazing to me that, you know, you and I have that similar where we went through a life-threatening situation that kind of really shifted the direction of our life. And this vision and mission of, listen, we don't want you to go through the same thing, right? <laughs> yes. We don't want people to get cancer. So you have to shift the way that their mindset is. And I love that you mentioned to you about the guilt and the guilt of being away from your family, how dangerous that is. You know, we talk about the vibration of different emotions and guilt is a fairly low vibration and gratitude yes. and love is the highest. So you've done that. I, I want to point out actually how you, we mentioned as we started the call, how many hearts there are <laughs> in your office, on your sweater, in your hands. Yes. Yeah. Um, you talk a lot about self-love and loving yourself. Like, why did you choose to have, you have so many hearts surrounding you. Is it a symbolic thing? Is it a reminder? Why is that important to you? I just love the symbol, I think. And um, it's not really, uh, I don't know. It just started to show up in my life. And uh, <laughs> I have... Um, these pictures behind me, I don't know if you can yeah, see, you can see them. Yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, these uh, were uh, before in my bedroom. And when I started this office, which was earlier my daughter's uh, bedroom, but she moved out. So I have an office now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so um, I just started to collect them and, and receive from others. I have earrings that my husband gave to me for Christmas and it's a heart shape. I don't know. I just love it. Well, and that's the thing is you are literally embodying self-love. You went on this journey in, a, in actually a very short time. If you think about your lifespan, you did it. It was a very short journey where you shifted. You had an event. You made the shift, as Wayne Dyer says. And then you took your gifts that you had learned and you brought it into a way of helping others. Um, I recently had the opportunity to, to join this beautiful group that you've created can you talk a little bit about this uh, Facebook group and community that you've created? Yes. About two years ago, I started a Facebook group and it's called Love Yourself First. I didn't really know what to do with it first, but um, I started to post things and um, miraculously, a year later, it started to grow by itself. And um, I really, really, I am really, really surprised to see that every week about um, 20, 30 people joins the group. I don't really do anything for that group. I mean, not advertising. I don't even know you, if you can advertise groups. But these people come to me from all over the world. Last time when I checked, we, were, we had members from 77 countries. And right now, we just reached 1,000 members. And I feel that this shows me it is a very, very important topic. Regardless of the, where you come from or what gender you have, you need love. You need to love yourself. When I 
when I approve members, I ask questions before, and the most questions or the, the answers for these questions that they feel that they are not enough or they are not lovable. And these are really, really bad things. They feel guilty about uh, putting themselves first. And I went through this and I really want to teach them that it's okay that uh, you take a day off or, or you do something for yourself because if you are not filling up your uh, cup, how can I give others anything, right? Yeah. So it's important. It is important. And it's, it's interesting because your group is called Love Yourself First. And I think that's part of the reason why it's attracting more people because this message of understanding of, you know, how much we love and appreciate our own selves first is, has nothing to do with being selfish. It has everything to do with being a human being. And it, to me, it's really connected with gratitude is gratitude for the person I am today, gratitude for the body I have today, gratitude for the message I have to share today. And in the same breath, as I grow into the person that I, you know, that I am, as I grow, as I learn, as I, my body changes, however that may be. And that feeling of how do I find that love for myself right now in the present and I think that's what makes your work so unique and so different is that you're focusing on love yourself today in the present. And I really like how you, so you suggest a lot of activities and different things that people can do to help with that. What, what are some of those things that you um, share with the group that you suggest for growing your self-love? Usually I, I go with a question for the day and um, these questions about, um, how you can do things for yourself today that is going to help you to feel better. For example, are you allowing yourself to do an activity that helps you feel better? What can you do today? Um, or ideas that will help you to feel better about yourself, like uh, sleeping more or just health tips that really uh, that are really important for people how to, or how much um, water you drink it's a very complex theme right it's um, self-love is, is uh, not just for the body if somebody or I think it's um, usual when somebody is talking about self-love or self-care that we think about going to a spa for a day mm. it's part of it definitely that you pamper yourself sometimes with a spa treatment or getting a um, pedicure or, or whatever but um you have to do this for your mind and your soul as well uh, it's your thinking the enemy is really not in the outside world it's in our head because uh, with our thoughts we can create a beautiful life or we can create a nightmare and it's interesting because i have been having this conversation about the difference between self-care as a term and self-love as a term and self care i think has become the go to the spa get a massage get the pedicure all these things but that those are great but i actually think it's not enough it's almost um saying to another person i was connecting with is about it's a bit of a band-aid solution whereas self-love is how we're treating ourselves every single day it's the way that we're showing up for ourselves first thing in the morning it's what we're doing that brings us joy every day 
you and I have this connection where we love to be outside in nature. You know, this morning, uh, it was, I, I have this, so I, I love to get up and watch the sunrise and I have an app that actually tells me what the cloud cover percentage is. So wow. the last like four days in a row, it's been a hundred percent cloud cover. So at a hundred percent cloud cover, you're not getting any sunlight. So I'm like, I'll just, you know, I'll roll over, go back to bed, whatever. But this morning I woke up and you know, it was like 78% cloud cover. I was like, I'm going and I get in the car and I drive, I drive to the beach. It takes about 15 minutes. And I just, and I could see a little bit of color and you can only see it from the beach. You can't see it from anywhere else. And I was like, oh, this is something that brings me so much joy. Just being here at the beach and seeing the color of the sun rising, like that is a self-love activity for me. And it took me, it's been a year that I've been living on Vancouver Island and I used to feel guilty about leaving to go watch the sunrise because I was you know, leaving my daughter with my parents, so she's not home alone or anything, but just leaving and taking off. And then I realized that this is a 100% self-love activity that I do most days whenever I can. And it works for me. And you just showed, you were out hiking, I think on the weekend, you went for a nice hike, you were out in nature. Yes, uh, last uh, year in April, we started um, a challenge uh, with my friend and actually coaching client. We started to hike once a week and completed the 52 hike challenge. And you know, there is, or there are many, many beautiful areas here in Vancouver and it was amazing the effect on our body and our mind and uh, I, I believe if you don't do anything else for yourself or self-love practice but you go out to the nature it shouldn't be high up on a mountain it's just a local park or anything and you feel and breathe what comes from the trees I think you do a huge favor for yourself. And with this came another thing that I didn't know it existed for me, taking photos. Mm -hmm. I always took photos, but recently the cameras are really good on iPhones or yeah. cell phones in general. And uh, I realized that, Camera. yes, yep. I, I just love to take photos. And people say that I have uh, good eyes for taking different angles that not other people see. I don't know that, but I really, really, really enjoy uh, taking photos. And um, this whole challenge uh, brought us um, more together. And uh, every single hike, we faced a different challenge and we learned lessons from these um, challenges. And um, we can actually apply these lessons that we learn to our everyday life. Once uh, my partner, uh, hiking partner, uh, Claudia, had an important meeting with clients and she was very, very afraid how is it going to happen. And um, before the meeting started, she texted me, you know what, I'm not going to afraid. We did so many great hikes and some of them were absolutely scary. If I was able to do them, I'm not going to afraid in a meeting room in Vancouver downtown. And I thought, oh, that's good. A lesson again that we learned that if we can face a very, very hard 20K hike and we are alive after that, then what? We can do anything. What I love about this 52 week challenge is uh, you guys came to it from a perspective of joy and of learning and of friendship and community. 
And there are, you know, we're bombarded with all these challenges. I mean, I'm doing a 30 day one. There's mm-hmm. so many different challenges and, and, and things that we can commit to. And sometimes that can actually work against us because we can feel guilty that we're not keeping up with the challenge or we're not living up to our end of the bargain. And why I think it's important to just take a moment and pause and look at what you've shared is you guys went into this commitment from a different perspective. And it was about that community first. It was about friendship first. It was about getting outside. And then it turned into this really life-changing journey over a year, probably one or two hikes in, she probably wouldn't have had that same feeling going into the meeting. But by then I'm guessing you'd done a number of hikes. You've been through a bunch of challenges and she was able to draw on that experience and bring it into her everyday life. And I think that's what we get caught up in. Um, it's not quite working today or things aren't changing so quickly or it's not happening as fast as I thought I would. But it's persevering and knowing that when we invest in ourselves and when we invest in our growth, over time, there's an effect, right? Wasn't the first time, when you watched the shift the first time, did that change everything permanently? Right, that was the beginning. Yep. Um, it started very simply. I think we were already doing um, five or six hikes uh, when she found this challenge. And we started around Bur- uh, no Deer Lake, which is a 5K, more like a stroll in the park, not really a hike. But on that day, something happened. Uh, we were feeling quite down, and I suggest- suggested to go for a walk. And it was a beautiful spring day and we started to notice the beauty around us Mm. and um, taking photos. And by the end of the 5K, we both had a smile on our face. And at that point, we didn't know we're going to go for another one next week, but she texted me next week, can we go again? And we went to a different one and it started to build up. At the beginning, it was really interesting how people, our families, for example, reacted. They said, okay, just go, that's fine. But nobody really thought that we are going to finish it, especially because the winter was coming up. You know how wet it could be here and hard to go out when there is rain for three weeks or whatever. But we even hiked in um, very heavy rain. It wasn't pleasant, but we did it. And after that, we came home and stood under the shower for 20 minutes to warm up. We said, okay, we did it. And and, um, people started to follow us on Instagram and and they were asking, okay, where do you go next? And uh, even I heard that we inspired other people to go out and start their own challenge. And I, I loved it because if we are feeling good and it affects others, this whole world is going to get better, right? Yeah. And so you, you, can, you can start with your uh, own development and own um, happiness. You can't really change the whole world at, at once. But this is the beginning of something beautiful. And I love that you said, because you were sharing your journey. And I think we, we really underestimate, this is, and again, a beautiful, powerful way that we use social media is sharing our journey. So you shared this journey, you're sharing this challenge, people are following you on Instagram, and then they're getting inspired. And so never underestimate as well that your personal journey can inspire others just for you sharing what's happening and being authentic and being, you know, vulnerable and, you know, just being open to to what's happening. 
Um, Anita, I'd like to shift gears for a moment. I, I want to hear a little bit more about, so you have a beautiful coaching practice. Uh, what does that look like? Is it a one-on-one -on -one client practice? Is it a group coaching practice? What exactly and how do you serve your clients? I work with my clients one-on-one -on -one at the moment, but I am thinking to do small group coaching next year. I just need to figure it out how to do it. Mm. Um, then I work with someone, um, usually we focus on um, gratitude and self-love, as I mentioned, because I believe this is um, the base for everything. And if you are okay with yourself, if you love yourself enough, the rest of your life, like relationship or, or career, um, relation, relationship with your kids are going to get to a better place as well. So I don't or can't really give business advice, but I believe that um, loving ourselves gives us some power to do whatever we need to do and it won't come from fear. So it's going to affect every single area in life. Very, very important, the gratitude part. We always do gratitude and um, uh, venture to different areas as well, like um, decluttering, because I feel that um, uh, our environment is very important to us, how we live, and um, get rid of the baggage first or extra stuff that we don't need anymore physically is going to free up some room in our head too. So there are many different things that we do with the clients, but these are the basics. I love that you mentioned decluttering because I have a chapter in my book about decluttering and gratitude and it is, it's a Marie Kondo thing. You know, we all kind of, you know, got excited about the con marie method when her her netflix series came out but what i love most about what she shares about decluttering is giving thanks as we give items away or we donate them or we throw them out for the use that they've had in our lives and that that little moment of gratitude to say thank you for the stuff because if you think about it every single item that came into our homes um you've exchanged money or energy or someone else has exchanged money for it to be in your life. And so that extra moment of gratitude as we declutter is actually really, really powerful. So I'm really glad you brought that up because I haven't <laughs> talked about it yet, but it's, I love, I mean, I look behind you and you are, it's very neat and tidy and it is, it does help you to be more present and more grateful when you have space or a big sign that says grateful in your office, that too. It's <laughs> 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 a good reminder. So, You've been really amazing at sharing some of your own weekly self-practice, self-love practices. I um, would love to hear a little bit more specifically about your own gratitude practices. What do you do kind of on a weekly basis for gratitude? I write down things at the evening. Usually, and it started just recently that I do it differently than before. I use a candle and it's almost dark. I just use the candle, but somehow it helps me to uh, get ready for the night. And um, it's mesmerizing to write in candlelight. I don't know why. I always um, handwrite. I think it's uh, very important that you are not typing your gratitude. Uh, I don't know the exact correlation between handwriting and our neuropathways, but there is something that 
really helps probably because we are writing slower than we are able to type. Um, so candlelight, I get my gratitude journal and just write down a few things that I'm very grateful for. Uh, sometimes I need specific areas. I feel that maybe I neglected a little bit. For example, when, when I feel that not everything is 100% perfect with my daughters, I put a little bit more energy to this area and, uh, and it's really good to see that they bounce back and you know it's not easy for young adults in uh, today's world my daughters are 21 and 24 years old they both uh, live on their own mm -hmm. and I see that they are trying very hard and I wish sometimes that I could just download what I know now to their heads so they are not going through the same stupid mistakes I did uh, let's say 10 years ago or 20 years ago but I also started to realize that if I'm okay with myself, um, it affects them too. And um, our relationship is going to get much, much smoother and better when we have this self-love that we radiate to others. It is true that if we want to help others, the best way is to take care of ourselves first and to love ourselves first. And what I've learned too is that the way that I treat myself is an invitation for how others should treat me. So the more kindness I treat myself with, the more others will treat me with kindness. And I love that you mentioned your daughters. You know, I have a daughter, she's nine. And I've shared my gratitude practice with her since she was really young. And it is actually really, it's important part of her life. I mean, the other day I was in my office and she came in and she just, she just came in to share gratitude with me. And I was like, Oh, that's lovely. Right. But just because your daughters aren't older doesn't mean they can't learn and grow from what you've learned in the past few years as well. So I think let's not forget that at any age we can start and practice gratitude and self-love. One thing that I'm really, really proud of, it happened recently. I or probably know that as a parent, you would never be 100% sure that everything you do is well. And um, we all try to give the best to our kids, but sometimes we make mistakes and um, we don't know how everything is going to turn out when they are older. And I never ever thought that my daughter is going to say this to me, but she did just about a few weeks ago, the older one, that mom, I had the best childhood ever. And I had so many regrets that I could have done better or maybe I didn't do well with this and how is it going to affect her? But she said, and I never thought that she's going to say that because, you know, I have some doubts about if I did well as a parent or we did well as parents, but it was the most beautiful thing I, I ever heard from her. That's it. I mean, as a parent, there's nothing better a child can say to us for sure. So Oh, that's wonderful, Anita. Thank you for sharing. Um, as we wrap up our conversation, by the way, I, this is the beginning of a conversation between you and I because it there's such beautiful alignment with what you've been sharing and the way that I live as well. So I'm so excited and grateful for this connection. Me too. <laughs> I always ask my guests to share one thing that someone that's listening or watching can do to change today so they can maybe create a new habit or stopped doing something or start something new. If you could just share one thing, if there was just one thing that people could do, what would that be? Make a decision. 
make a decision that you are going to do more self-love. And I know that some people had uh, traumas in their childhood and know that uh, it wasn't your fault. It wasn't your responsibility that happened. And if, if it affects you until today as an adult, your responsibility is to deal with it. Because um, uh, if you decide that I'm going to love myself more, you will find ways to love yourself more. But before you do anything, you have to make the decision. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not going to work. And it's true for anything else in life. Make a decision full-heartedly. Perfect. Thank you. Now, if people want to connect with you, how do they find you? Where's the best place to connect? You mentioned you have a Facebook group, you have uh, Instagram. Where do they find you? Yes, I have a Facebook page. It's called Anita Pop Gratitude Coach. You can connect me there. I have a website, uh, anitapop.com or Instagram. I can't even remember what, what is my Instagram <laughs> Don't worry, we'll yes. post it. On it top of gratitude coach. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, please up your name. I'm sure we can yes. help you. Um, and then what was your group called again? Love yourself first. So we can look that up as well and answer the questions. And then Anita will let you in the group. And just so we know, your last name is spelled P A P P. Yeah, two P's. So Anita Pop. Uh, so we will post all those links so that you can find and stay connected with Anita. Thank you again for this wonderful, beautiful conversation about gratitude and self-love, Anita. Thank you. I enjoyed it very much. My friend, you did it. You made it all the way to the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking around. I would love it if you take the time to subscribe to the podcast so that when new episodes are released, they're automatically downloaded so you can listen to them anywhere you are. It would really mean the world to me if you would give this podcast a five-star review should you think that I deserve it, on your favorite podcast app. Thank you so much for taking the 30 to 90 seconds to share your rating and give a little review of the podcast. It helps other people to know if they should be listening to this podcast or not. And of course, if you've listened to this far, I know it's made a positive impact in your life. So if it's helped you, do you think you could share it with a friend? Who do you know who could use just a little bit more gratitude and inspiration in their life? And finally... If you're like me and you love talking about gratitude and being grateful and sharing all things related to gratitude, please join our community on Facebook. You can find us under Groups Gratitude Ambassadors, and we'd love to welcome you into our community. Thanks, and we'll see you at the next episode.